0: Welcome back to another episode of Brewing with Conviction. I'm the host, Chris Martin, and I am joined today by Charlie Tra- Charlie Charback. I am yeah. really, really <laughs> excited to have Charlie on. We uh, we have been chatting via Twitter and Discord and various Discord groups for, for the better part of a year now. And Charlie has a ton of information to share and, and experience on the European side of what I'll call magic the mtg finance world. Um, so charlie I thank you for taking the time and and welcome to the cast I appreciate it.
1: No, thanks for having me. we have been uh, like like you said you've we've been chatting for like more than a year I think. so
0: uh... we are looking on the conviction gaming podcast side to start doing these type of interviews whether it be monthly or you know even even a few times a month. Appreciate you jumping on and and, and kind of being our inaugural interview, so to speak. So,
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. So,
0: so we have we have a list of uh, you know some questions that we prepared heading into this um, that you and I talked through about a week ago, uh, and so we'll just kind of take you. Uh, I'll lay out quickly kind of our plan for the cast, and and then we'll dive right in. So, I, the first thing we want to do, obviously, is just an intro with you. I'd like to, you know hear you hear you talk about yourself tell us about your interest in magic how you got into it things like that so we'll we'll cover that and then the the big i think this will be the guts of the cast i'd love to talk more about your experience with that misprinted commander i believe it was commander 2018 if i'm not mistaken uh
1: 2019
0: 2019 okay like, uh,
1: yeah 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 last year uh end of the last uh, end of last year yeah
0: yeah yeah and you've kind of become the king of the misprint group it seems like <laughs> yeah. as a result of that uh you know or definitely certainly ascended in that group so i'd love to we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about that i'd love you to share your experiences there and and you know talk about that story Yeah, a lot of uh, cool stuff uh, happened with that <laughs> and i i'm gonna be honest i know very little to nothing about that group and or you know just that that uh i'll call it that niche in the uh in the you know secondary market so i'm excited to hear about this the uh, the third thing we'll talk about is you know just this would probably be just a quick thing but we'll, I want to hear what motivates or excites you about being a speculator and a vendor in the magic world. So you know how did you get into it and kind of what motivates you in that world? So Charlie, tell me tell me about yourself. I you know I asked you this right before cast. Sounds like I, you know you're based in the Netherlands, um, but you know tell me about how you got into magic, got into vending and MTG finance and and the like
1: yeah um i i started very early with magic um my uh half brother introduced me when i was like i think eight seven ish Uh, he was working in a local uh, game store Uh, i think the the first set i opened was revised uh, as as a kid yeah so uh played with the 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 starters and i opened all the, the boosters even helped sorting uh, cards with my uh, with my half brother. and um, I played the game up to two thousand around Nemesis release, and uh, I quit uh, Magic. I sold all the cards I had, and it wasn't a very big collection, but yeah, it it was for for a kid my age, uh, it was yeah, pretty expensive uh, at the time. So I sold everything because I went to college, uh, had different interests, uh, going out with friends, uh, all of the other stuff that costs money. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, um, and uh, I think after in 2013, I saw the duels of the Planeswalker game uh, through Steam, I think. And I was like, oh, that that game still exists i I didn't hear anything about it like the last couple of years i thought it maybe even died died down um and friends of mine uh where i was in a like a a gaming clan i was gaming a lot at the time uh they they were like yeah i played that game when i was younger and i still have some of the cards uh, in a in a little drawer in my, my at my place and Another friend of mine, he was like, Yeah, we can maybe we can buy a new set and, and, and draft like the old days. I was like, Yeah, sure, let's let's do it. You know, uh, where can we get them? And uh, so I uh, looked up uh, a local game store, uh, ordered the booster box of Innistrad, I think it was. Uh, and uh, that Friday night, we were drafting with eight guys that all had some sort of um, a memory of magic when they were younger. Uh, that's so cool, that's yeah. a great story yeah and the instra environment was like we were
0: blown away. yeah, it was such a good set. That was probably one of the best sets you could have picked in the last yeah. probably ten ten years to go come back to it. I can see why you got back into it <laughs> yeah so like that that was the the the
1: how you call that um that that started everything again uh, because uh, we drafted that Friday night and I think on Saturday evening, uh, we had a, a, a WhatsApp group of the, the same guys, all sharing deck lists of uh, oh <laughs> cool stuff they saw <laughs> online. And they were like, "Oh, look at Emrakul! How they how can they print this card?" And we we're yeah. like, was, Yeah." So um, I think uh, it took about a month uh, before we all collected uh, decks and started playing against each other. Also drafting each Friday like we we didn't stop drafting after the first uh industrial draft so we just continued drafting each week uh, in the middle of the night and uh, i think we we did that for like a year and then i started um, playing more competitive events uh, i met up with a couple of guys from a local game store and they were like talking about the big tournaments uh, like the gps and i was like ah that, that sounds something i can. Enjoy because I was always very competitive in the uh, the the gaming community. You know, uh, always uh, playing League of Legends, Heroes of New Earth. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I, I like the casual aspect of Magic, but I also like the the winning games and uh, becoming better at something. So that it keeps me motivated to uh, yeah uh, really uh, excel in a particular game. Uh, so. I think I went to my first GP in two thousand fifteen in Milan. I even made day two. I think the first GP I went to.
0: Now, are you what? What format or formats do you love to play most? You know, what are what are your standard modern? The best finishes I had in standard because uh, I always feel
1: you can. Uh, better prepare for standard tournaments than any other format because uh, modern was always wide open uh, when i was playing it so you couldn't really prepare for 40 decks that you could face and in standard uh, i uh, i made a um, gp top 8 in 2017 uh with a mardu vehicles i think it was 2017 yeah 2017 with mardu yeah, vehicles. That sounds right. yeah uh in in utrecht and i was testing with uh, the guys from our team and i played the mardu mirror 12 times in that gp wow. <laughs> yeah so uh, and we we prepared the shit out of the mirror because we were expecting it
0: like a lot so um we had a perfect game platform it probably play, only play what 16 matches or something like that and so you played it a... yeah, yeah it
1: was uh 50 15 15 matches
0: okay. uh
1: yeah so, 80, so I, I lost some <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah yeah i i lost against uh one of the guys that made the finals and uh another guy that that's like created the deck to destroy mardu so he was like yeah yeah you can't let you you can never win from my deck <laughs> because it was made to kill uh, Mardu vehicles. But I, I think uh, Standard was the most I, I enjoyed the most, uh, uh, like the last couple of years. Uh, now the new hotness is, is Pioneer, and I also really enjoy that because it's uh, it feels like you're playing Magic. Uh, you don't die on turn three like in Modern. Um, it's uh, pretty open, but not as how modern can be, like with the 40 decks. Uh, Pioneer, you have 10, 15 decks that you'll face, and that's about it. So I really like it. I really
0: like what they did with Pioneer. I think it's very healthy for the game as well. Uh, it, I agree. It's it's very interactive so far. You know, there, there's a lot more board states where you feel like it's a, like you said, like you're playing Magic, like it's a fair yeah. game of Magic. You're not You're not worried about just, Dying, leaving yourself on unta- or uh, leaving yeah, yourself tapped no. out, and, and just losing. Yeah, no, they, did, they did a very good job with also with the aggressive
1: bannings. And uh, sure, it, 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 a lot of players were complaining about I, I can't uh, um, um, make decks, or uh, because they're constantly banning each week. Right. Now, it, it's, it's a very healthy format now.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how Wizards could have really done it any differently because they, you know, they were maybe they could have come out with a ban list that was based on standard, you know, f- from the cards that were banned in standard. That might have been a good starting point, I guess, cuz a lot of the cards that have been banned were also banned in their standard time, but yeah, no, I I think it, you're right. It, it definitely scared off some players initially. It's it's settling down now, which is exciting. I think we're going to, you know, we're going to start seeing Pione- investment into Pioneer really pick up because of the all. The, there's a ton of support for the format. Uh, yeah, you know, coming up with these the the upcoming GP or uh, Magic Pass. Sorry, not GPs. um So yeah, we we should Pioneer is definitely going to be a hot a hot ticket item.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm amazed how how fast it was uh, adopted by uh, tournament organizers and players because um my involvement in the magic community in the Netherlands is also um uh, uh, organizing uh tournaments and uh, like they they announced pioneer in I think in October somewhere yep yeah, that I was right october about it. right like beginning of october last year exactly and uh, we were preparing for um uh, a dutch open series that's like a uh, yeah, it's a, like a Star City games, but very, very tiny in comparison for the Netherlands. Um, and we were hosting a standard tournament, and standard standard was miserable. It was like Ocos and all the all the no no nobody was touching standards. And we were uh, we asked the players like, how how do you feel if we like just cut out standard and host Pioneer? And they were like, yes, please do that. And we had more than hundred players show up uh two weeks after
0: we announced it so it was insane brings up a point a really great point that you know we haven't it, I, I haven't really heard a lot of conversation about but just the timing on pioneer was so perfect when you consider yeah. how bad standard really was it if standard was super hot and everyone was playing it and enjoying it pioneer might have just kind of like come out and been this like Clash in the pan and people would obviously adopt it mainly because it's, it's a, a recognized format, but the the way it worked out, it, what you just described, I'm sure that, that, that you're not alone in that, uh, no. you know, in that, in that example, a lot of people over from October through basically through the holidays did yeah. the same, at, you know, at, at LGS around the, around the world, I'm sure. And uh, and so until those bans happened with standard with OCO and whatnot, and, and now we're finally starting to see a fresh meta, you know, evolve there. But yeah, Pioneer, it was just it was all the hotness because there were so many players looking to play Magic that were probably you know standard players or modern players, and they were just getting overrun in both formats by this you know just the how stale both of them were from Oko and once upon a time, and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, it
1: was really miserable, and and I think everywhere in the world everybody came to the same conclusion like okay uh, we can't host standard tournaments anymore because uh attendance is declining and nobody's touching the format so and then there was like ah here's pioneer and i think that saved a lot for magic
0: and wizards yeah it definitely helped us get from the throne of eldraine time frame up till now where we're, now we've got theros and you know so now i think standard will be reinvigorated a little bit hopefully yeah. but that yeah, looks promising what we see so yeah um all right well so let's talk about this last question in the intro before we kind of segue over to the reprints the commander 2019 deck that you you handled last year uh one, question, this is a very simple question, but probably not as simple because I think you dabble in multiple lines of this. So the question I had asked you was: Are you a player, a vendor, speculator, etc.? Yeah, it's probably it's probably <laughs> all of the above. In in retrospect, I didn't I didn't realize you had played in so many GPS and you know top eight and anything like that. That's new to me. So yeah, no,
1: it's uh, I think the 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 focus on on playing is. Uh, um has been uh, yeah lesser the last couple of years uh the fo- I, I focus more on the the aspect of uh, vending and uh, uh, organizing uh, also um, like I, I work with a couple of vendors in the Netherlands uh, on uh, like uh, automation processes uh, generating tabs uh, all that sort of stuff, like a yeah, call it a sort of business consultant, I, I guess, for game stores. <laughs> um, and um, with the the tournaments that I organize, I also connect all the the stores in the Netherlands with uh, a qualifier program. So that's uh, uh, that's completely different from the whole vendor and and speculator uh, a bit. Uh, but that's something uh, I've been doing for the last uh, I think five years now. Um, and that's something i really enjoy and that also kind of competes with me playing a lot because the biggest tournaments in the netherlands are nine out of ten times are organized by me so and i can't really play and organize
0: at the same time yeah, yeah of course no that's that's awesome and i did know i i knew about i wanted to actually talk uh, briefly about the tabs and the, you know this new product that you're kind of working on for lgs's as well just to Kind of give you that quick plug on that because I, I saw it just you know within the last week or so you had posted some information about it and so we'll talk about that for sure and then on the note of organizing events i did know about that i i think is is that through dutch magic community or is that something separate then uh it's uh, the dutch magic community is something
1: i st- i uh i started up with uh, another uh fellow dutch guy uh because uh, there were like uh, like forums and websites that were connecting uh, players, but all different regions in the Netherlands. And like we're a tiny country. you know you can drive from A to B uh, in two hours and then you cross the entire country. Um, so uh, we were looking for a way to um, communicate with all the players in the Netherlands. And the Dutch Magic community uh, Facebook and also Discord that we opened uh, most recently helps a lot. It's awesome. Yeah, you're basically uniting the players there. That's yeah.
0: that's wonderful. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah. And it, with with the tournament series, I started that because in 2015 they they quit with the the PTQ uh, the normal PTQs, and in the Netherlands we always had PTQs with 250 plus uh, players playing. And it was a lot. It was a big tournament for us. And Wizards canceled the PTQs and they went to the whole PPTQ system, really dividing the, the attendance for the tournaments. Uh, a lot of stores had P- PPTQs with 12 to f- 17 players. And that really felt lackluster for a lot of guys uh, playing the game because they were playing for like three boosters. And yeah, there wasn't a lot on, on the line and we we tried to fill up fill fill that gap up with with the Dutch open series in two thousand and fifteen. Uh, and we've been doing so uh, for f- yeah five years now.
0: Awesome. That's wonderful. So yeah, and then uh, just to wrap this up on the intro. So I, I just touched on it, but t- talk just a little briefly about you know this this new product that you've been working on the tab tab system yeah. that you've been the, working the tab on. system. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, I I noticed a lot of um, uh, vendors and and collectors also um, all have a different take on uh, their sorting uh, system uh, that's in place uh, for. Uh, the all the different sets, all the different cards, the rarities. I thought I could make um, a simple product, uh, like a simple um, uh, like uh, little stickers with the correct logo on it, the uh, correct sizing for uh, at the top of the tabs because a lot of uh, a lot of the stores I work with, they have people uh, work for them that yeah, they can use word. But they are not very uh, savvy with uh, Photoshop or Illustrator, or uh, they didn't even touch the the, the software at all. Uh, so they were like making, uh, copying the the symbol from one website, typing the the set uh, name from the other site, and then trying to make uh, little labels that work on the tabs. And the whole process takes them forever, uh, and it it looks. It doesn't really look, yeah, fancy, you know, and yeah. something I I always try to I'm I, I always try to make stuff look good and uh, workable. So uh, what I created is um, uh, sheets. Uh, I have A- A4 paper that's like letter, um, and with all the the uh, expansions on it, uh, but also uh, labels that you can print uh, at your own place uh, with all the. Symbols on it, and all the correct uh, expansion names, plus the uh, the the codes for the expansions. So it's easy to put those on tabs. You can buy them from B C E or Ultra Pro. Uh, the next thing I'm I'm creating uh, for some of the vendors I work with is uh, pre-printed tabs uh, that have like the the hard PCV material, like the plastic material,
0: with the printed uh expansions on them gotcha and so so you'd have you, you could basically order in that scenario you could order pretty much every expansion going back to the beginning of time and that's that's the perfect uh
1: um solution is like uh, the 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 printing world changed like the last 10 years everything went to digital printing Um uh, so if I order 10 tabs or 100 tabs, and they can all uh, have different data on it. And it doesn't really uh, um, cost more uh, to change the information on each tab. 10 years ago, you had to order 10,000 tabs uh, to keep the cost low. And now you can order a couple of tabs, and it's a couple of euros. So that's that's something that, that makes this product work uh, now and not Like five or 10 years ago because it was just too expensive.
0: So, for anyone listening right now that's interested in this, we will go ahead and post. Charlie, I believe, has, keep me honest on this, Charlie, but you had a screenshot of, or, you know, not a screenshot, an actual live photo that I had seen that you posted, just kind of showing some cards that are sorted using these tabs. So, we'll go ahead and get that included as. You know, as, as part of the cast, when this gets posted, you'll be able to see within the, the post where to find those. And, and I'll also have Charlie's contact information on there for Twitter and Discord, yeah. et cetera, so you can reach out that would be great. Awesome. Yeah, I,
1: I opened up a small uh, Patreon page, but it's still work in progress because it's I'm in between the new set release and uh we're also having renovations here, so it's a bit
0: uh, <laughs> hectic at uh, the moment. Li- life is getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I can relate. So, um all right, so let's talk so that's that's great. That's that was an awesome kind of intro and and you know, hearing more about you. I I that was wonderful i would say let's talk now about this commander 2019 misprinted it was an entire deck if i'm not mistaken i'd love yeah, to hear the yeah. story there i know you did i i read the article there was an article that you you know kind of like an interview yeah on the contago yeah Exactly. Yeah. And, and I can get that link and post that in this, you know, just as reference as well for folks. But I think just hearing the firsthand, you know, what, what happened there, it would be awesome. It's, it's a really unique story from anything I've ever heard. And in, in, I've been doing magic secondary market selling since before, you know, before like MTG stocks even existed. I, I mid two thousands, I was buying and selling collections in, college without really even knowing that mtg finance was a thing and you know it started to evolve kind of without me even knowing about it i was using ebay completed sale listings to, to, oh, help yeah, yeah. to <laughs> yeah that was my way to price out my singles so i'd buy collections using that data but anyway I, a lot of know, work. I you, it, it was a lot of work but when you're in college you have the time so and i wanted beer money so uh, i i I've done this so you figure for close to fifteen years on and off, and I've never heard a story quite like this one. Uh,
1: I'll uh, start from the from the beginning. Uh, I think it was somewhere around September last year, or August last year. It was really, really hot here. Um so mid in mid in summer. Um I was doing uh, uh, misprint uh, auctions for vendors I work with. Uh, so they have like miscut cards or cards with strange printings on them uh, and I'll sell them on Facebook for them uh, because it's something they have no knowledge about, they, know they don't have an idea what to price them, whatever. So they just uh, drop it off with me and I'll uh, get a fair price on them. Um, and it's a, it's a really big misprint community on Facebook. It's, I think the,
0: the page has like 40,000 Euro- users. It is, yeah. yeah. It's a surprise. I, you know, I didn't know much about it, and I actually did a, you know, went out to look at that page just to, in preparation for us chatting. I, I don't know hardly anything about Miss Prince. To, to be honest with you, I've actually accidentally sold Miss Prince. You know, I usually mark them down <laughs> as like yeah you know mo- moderately played or whatever because the centering's way off and, and then i went on there and i was like oh my gosh i was leaving a ton of money on the table in <laughs> retrospect so a lot of stores in the in
1: the, the
0: the the 90s they
1: threw out all the misprints they threw out all the crimped cards the miscut cards they were like ah we can't sell these these are uh this is a faulty product so they, they threw it away and yeah that's uh that's uh <laughs> it's some some of them are really rough, if you hear it, like guys that like had a, a pile of crimped uh, revised cards and like a couple of hundred, and they just yeah they, they, they threw them in the bin, and it oh. was probably like a couple of thousand euros <laughs> yeah. Wow that's amazing yeah, so now uh, yeah, but it was um I think it was on a, yeah it was on a Sunday and I was browsing the group, and someone posted something on the group. It was like, yeah, I opened my uh, commander deck, and there's something wrong with it. So I was looking at the thread, and it got a lot of traffic. So a lot of people commenting on, like, ah, you you hit the lottery, a good job. And I was like, oh, okay. So let's 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 look look in the, look in this uh, look look it up and see what it is. Um, so at first, I was, I thought I saw uh, the cards being double printed on one side. So it it happens. It's very rare, but it happens. So I commented on it I was like, ah uh, oh, man, uh, nice find. I hope you get a good, uh, uh, good uh, amount for it. And I sent, I pressed uh, the 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 comment, and I was like, oh, that's a that's a Dutch guy. Maybe I maybe I saw it before. So I looked him up on Facebook. I shot him a message like, okay, it it seems that you have like an insane misprint in your hands. Uh, whatever you do, because I know there are a, a ton of uh, yeah uh, big spenders on the group that will probably lowball you an offer. Uh, so don't don't accept any offer. Just sit down, uh, see what everybody says, and and don't don't do anything. uh be patient, right? Yeah, be patient. It. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let 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 it sink in. Yeah and uh he typed back he's like ah oh, yeah thanks for the message and uh yeah i have no clue what's what's happening and what i have in hands i thought of i thought of sending it back i was like yeah you don't want to send it back <laughs> because it's <laughs> like it's probably around at least 10,000 euros he's like oh man that that's a lot of money i was like yeah so i dropped in my my phone number it's like if you want to call me you can call me i i can uh maybe help you sort it out you know not not even like uh, I was not offering my services, but just just to help uh, a fellow Dutch guy out because it was... I, I think when I uh, forwarded my telephone number, I think he had 500 comments on his post.
0: Oh, my and gosh. And it was
1: within an hour. So his his Facebook was exploding. So he, he called me. He's like, uh, what, what? Uh, he's like I, I don't know what to do. I was like, where do you live? He's like, yeah, I live in Tilburg. It's, I, I think it's like... 40 minutes drive he's like yeah Uh, and i was like i i want to see it i want to see the deck because it it looks really really funky uh on the images and uh if i can see it in real life that uh, that would be a great story you know he's like yeah sure you can come along uh can maybe you can give me some tips on how to uh proceed i was like sure i'll uh i'll get in the car and i'll uh uh, i'll come uh, to your place uh, so I, call, uh, I called him and I think like in two hours I was there. I, I kid you not. Um, it was like almost 40 degrees outside. It was really, really hot. And uh, he handed over the deck and I had goosebumps. And the goosebumps didn't go away for like an <laughs> an, an hour because I was like, okay, this is like a, a soul ring, a, a sun titan, like all the good commander stuff you have. And then it wasn't double printed. It was printed double on the front and double on the back. And I was like, I I haven't ever seen this before. Like I, I saw some crazy crazy stuff with misprints, uh, but this was this was just really insane. So I told him, like, okay, uh, you you probably already got some offers. He's like, yeah, one guy uh, offered he offered his black lotus, his beta black lotus. I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably around twenty five thousand. He's like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and um, and I told him, I I think this is much much more than twenty five thousand dollars. And I know it's it's really weird to uh, to say that, but uh, I think if you are patient and if you find the right buyer and that that was still we were he was still like yeah but it's like 25000 euros it's like that's a lot of money for something that i bought for 40 euros I'm like yeah obviously but uh, and and i think we we talked for around an hour and uh, he asked me like how would you do it because he, he he was googling me before I went to him, and he he saw what I did on the with the, the the tournaments with the vendors and on the misprint group. So he's like, "How would you proceed?" I was like, "I would turn down any offer currently on the table and um, piece it out, because um, the deck is so unique, and there are only like a handful of people that can." Uh, Put forty thousand euros on the table and buy it in, in uh, as a whole. Uh, there are forty thousand people in the group that can uh, put thousand dollars on the table. And he was doing like the math. I saw him doing doing the math in his head. It's like, yeah, that that sounds like a lot of money. It's like, yeah, that that that's. <laughs> It is a lot of money because right. um, the, I know the like for instance the basics the basic lands and and a lot of people don't uh, don't know that with the misprints but the basic lands
0: those are probably super valuable. Yeah,
1: they're super <laughs> valuable because everybody needs basic lands in their misprinted deck because otherwise it can't function. Um, so and like one guy, a pretty known guy in a group, uh, came up to Emil like, "Yeah, I'll give you five thousand euros for all the basic lands." And Just a lowball offer. I, yeah, yeah, I laughed at Emil. Was like, nah, that, 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 that's like the lowball offer of the year, you know. So we're not gonna take any offers. And he, and he, uh, Emil, uh, the guy that opened the deck, he's like, okay, let's do this. You help me, and you get a kickback for helping me with the with the sales and everything. And we'll we'll just we'll we'll figure out uh, the 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 percentages, but. Please help me because I have no clue on how to sell online. I have no clue how to auction stuff. So, okay, help me out and uh we'll, we'll see how it goes. And the, the roughest thing was for me was uh to say to Emil uh, because the, the, the next day uh we got an offer of forty-five thousand dollars uh cash for the entire deck. And Emil he called me, he's like Okay. Um this is like $20,000 more more than lo- the the offer I get I got yesterday. I was like, yeah, but I think I still think it's on the low side. He was like, "Um come on. It's like it, it's a half <laughs> house, you know?" I was like, "Yeah, it's it, it's your call." I I told him it's your call. You can do you can say yes or no. I, I I'm fine with both. But to be honest, I think it can be up to a hundred thousand euros it's like okay okay let's decline it because the biggest risk that we took was um and that's that happens a lot with uh with supplemental product like commander is um uh,
0: another one coming out another
1: one coming out yeah and like splitting the the the, the value in in like a, a third of it will be uh right. will be uh but with the total value instead of the the, the full forty-five thousand euros. Uh, so I, I told Emil the risk like, okay, you we can take this offer and you have a very very nice bonus, um, or <laughs> yeah. we can make a hundred thousand euros uh, of the deck with the risk that we o- that someone else in the world opens the same deck. Um, but in the meantime, I was also uh, investigating what has what did, what happened with the deck. And I asked a lot of the 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 misprint gurus in the world, like, how does this happen in the printing facility? Uh, what what uh, like what kind of stuff has to go wrong that this ends up in a like a an actual product on the shelf? Right. And they were like, yeah, it's 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 one in a million that something like this happens oh. it's it's super, super rare because. Um, the, the theory uh, about it is that um, in the printing facility, they print test sheets uh, to calibrate the machines, and they uh, do this with the actual plates that they use to create the decks with. Um, and they they feed like hundred uh, sheets to the to the machine, and uh, those sheets will are destroyed. Uh, but the problem is those sheets are on a, a feeding pallet, and most likely, what happened is that they uh, fed the paper to the machine, uh, destroyed ninety-nine sheets, and left one on the feeding pallet that was used for actual production. So the one sheet with the trip or the quadruple printing on it, because it's like uh, on one side it's the back uh, of uh, a magic card and the front of a, uh, a magic card printed, and on the other side, it's the same error, but it's two different decks. So it's, it's a really complex technical uh, thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it, I, I explained it to the, the, the misprint admins. And they were like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Because if they do test prints, they test multiple plates. And they don't want to uh, um, like uh, use a lot of paper to screw up. So they just print over the other stuff. I was like, okay, Which, yeah, that and sounds... yeah. But for that to make its way into the <laughs> yeah, actual product, like quality control gonna... was like, uh, I, I don't know what what was happening, but quality control was uh, was on a sick leave, I think, because nobody yeah. noticed it, and it was just <laughs> perfectly sealed in a deck box. And I saw the deck box. I saw the other decks as well, and it was yeah, just one in a million. Uh, so uh, I think. Within a week, um, we selected uh, five cards, and the the, the entire deck uh, consists out of uh, 97 cards because you have three commanders. Those are foil and on, printed on a different sheet, uh, so they are they are not affected. Uh, but 79 cards of the deck are have have the same issue uh so we made a selection of a couple of cards that uh had the different printing errors because we have cards that has uh, have discard on them uh that have like a a, a cmyk index bar on the back uh so we have different flavors in the deck uh with misprints on them i think the very first auction uh, that we put up on the facebook group uh we managed to hit uh i think almost eighteen thousand dollars on five cards oh yeah and like one of the cards i think went away for five and a half thousand dollars so emil was like oh man you didn't you were you know what you were talking about i was like yeah i i didn't expect this to be honest but it it's even crazier than i thought with the value of, of the deck that's amazing yeah it, it was really lucky that i um uh, how it how it ended up because like I was I was browsing on on Facebook I saw the message I I responded like okay yeah good luck with your uh, ten thousand euros you know and hey. I was like ah <laughs> it's a Dutch guy okay let's let's contact him and without even me trying to push my my services on him I, I was just like looking out for him like you know I know a couple of the guys they'll lowball you and maybe if you don't have any clue what's happening you'll take the offer of twenty thousand dollars and it's been a very wild ride, uh, like what what we did. We did a couple of interviews. Um, I think I spoke with at least three hundred different collectors the uh, last couple of months, uh, all wanting a, a piece of the of the deck. Uh, people asking me for specific cards, for specific combinations of cards. It's it's really been insane with the deck. So, last question on this: Are yeah. all the cards sold? have they all been auctioned no 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 we um i'm currently running an auction uh with the deck and let me grab my overview i think we are selling a card number 28 and 29 now Uh, 26
0: yeah so we we sold 26 cards of the deck currently the i think you said 78 or something like that that actually have the misprint uh
1: yeah it's uh 90, 97 yeah oh, wow so it's a, okay, it's so... a full commander deck we uh, yeah. accept the three uh, the three uh commanders because they're on a different printing sheet
0: yeah so, they're yeah, not, sense, they're normal. Were... so is there a foil misprint then too uh no no no. interesting, okay,
1: yeah, so it. it's so... All, all all on the same uh, on the same sheet because how they print the, the commander decks is they print the entire deck on one sheet and they they cut them up. Um, and that's why you also have like because um, a sheet fills up a hundred cards. so that's yeah. why we also have a couple of um discard cards in the in the deck because those were um somehow added as well printed
0: as right well. they were probably overlapping on the sheet or something yeah like overlapping on the sheet yeah yeah
1: wow that's yeah, amazing so we're still uh it's it, we 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 sold almost one third of the deck and i think we have around let me see real quick yeah
0: we're on seventy thousand dollars now unreal so yeah. you are the the person that pulled this and i apologize i don't I don't have his name in that front of Immune. me. van Dalen. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to know what he's planning on doing with these funds. And he's <laughs> got to take some type of really awesome trip yeah, or something. Yeah. He, um, a- he, has a, he had a,
1: a, a, a student loan um, that he was paying off that's uh, great. from his college. Yeah, and uh, he paid it off already so cool yeah, that's, yeah i mean this
0: yeah. is like winning the lottery in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah.
1: it's just uh and uh, a couple of months ago um he was looking for uh, a time twister because he sold his time twister years ago and uh i managed to get uh, get him one for a pretty good price with one of the vendors i work with so he's he's trying to uh, piece out his his uh, former collection with a couple of of cards that he sold off like years ago. He's trying to Very make cool. this collection whole again. Yeah. So uh, he's he's like a real collector, you know, because he was he bought all the commander decks just to have all the cards in
0: the decks. So it's it's yeah it's uh Well that's great. Thank you, Charlie. That was that's awesome. Yeah, I I I only knew bits and pieces of the story. What the could, Kotaku interview that you both did or you know yeah. the the article that came out that was part of your interview I will definitely link that as part of you know this this podcast when I post it um, and folks listening, you'll be able to see in that article, definitely take a, it's a great read, definitely go through that article and, and, you know, you'll you'll hear a lot of what Charlie's talking about and there's some more context in there. Um, and you'll also be able to see the photos of the actual deck itself, which is really
1: cool. Yeah, And some of the cards uh, that you have an, an idea on how the, the misprint looks because it's exactly. It's, yeah, it's, really one it's, of the
0: it's a very deceptive misprint. When you look at it the first, it took me three or four you know, views of the car or the, of the photos. There's one photo specifically in the article you mentioned, Sun Titan, and I remember that photo standing yeah. out to me. It was like right at the beginning of the article, a very blown up photo of it. But the Sun Titan was printed on the back of the like the traditional back of a magic card. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's no art or anything, but the card itself, the stamp, the uh, uh, the hollow foil stamp at the bottom was there, and it's got yeah, like the yeah, name, yeah. you know, the the name and the <laughs> the text box. Everything's everything's in place, um, so it's really it's really amazing. They they are you, know, you said you got chills. I mean, I, I certainly haven't obviously seen these in person, but um, I can imagine why after seeing the photos. There
1: are there are a couple uh, there are a couple in the USA uh, that that uh, that I'm sure uh, sure of <laughs> because I uh, I think a lot of the cards went to the USA. Uh, a lot of crazy collectors there that with the oh, for insane, sure. insane for collections,
0: sure. and these are yeah. Commander two which. Yeah, I think the USA kind of leads the pack in the EDH world. So. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Yeah. Uh, they they go through
1: I, I sent cards to Japan, uh New Zealand, everywhere, awesome. but m- most
0: of them uh, were going to the USA. It's cool to know that they're kind of being spread out though, that there's yeah. that there's that there's interest across the whole the whole globe. We got a lot of heat for
1: splitting it up because people were like, "Oh, no, it's a shame if you split it up." And like um that were more more of the 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 yeah like bigger, traditional... the bigger collectors yeah they were yeah. like no you have to keep it in, in, in like in, in, in intact and in one place and a lot of the smaller collectors were like no 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 give give us a piece of the of the of the deck please give us a chance to own something of it I mean, it was like, yeah, that's 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 probably better <laughs> for everybody. You know,
0: yeah, I can see both sides. You know, I can I can certainly see where they're coming from. I I have to admit, I th- I think it's just amazing. You know, it's wonderful that you guys split it up because it gives your point earlier about you know the opportunity of okay, I could buy it for let's say fifty thousand euro yeah. uh, for the whole deck. Or you know, I can split it out and buy individual pieces for five hundred or five thousand yeah. or whatever each yeah. individual piece ends up going for. That it opens the door to markets uh, or not markets to uh, audiences that may not have been able to afford the whole, you know, to bid on the whole thing at once. And so they're able to get a slice of the pie, even if it's just you know one singular card that you know ends yeah. up being one of the one of the lowest value cards. Somebody can still say that they were part of, really a part of magic history. To be honest with you, it's it's even
1: crazier because uh, people, uh, some of the the collectors, they uh, asked us to spread out the auctions so they they could save up money to buy another piece. Uh, so they 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 warned us. They're like, okay, please don't rush it out because we want a lot of pieces, and uh, but we can't afford to pay. 2000 euros each week for right for five (laughs) months yeah for five uh, exactly yeah (laughs) so the 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 community was very very helpful with with all the the help and identifying the the specific cards and the specific printing errors and the 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 valuable uh items and and like people like some of the people uh, they collect snakes or they collect uh maybe titans you know or giants so they're like Okay, so if you if you auction this giant uh, this month and then wait a month and then auction another giant because then I can buy both of them.
0: Well, the, and, and I imagine something like a soul ring has to yeah. be one of the one of the if not maybe the most expensive because the soul yeah. soul ring, ring has so many different reasons people collect it and uh, you know it's. Arguably one of the you could argue it's the most popular magic card in terms of sales of all yeah. time, I would say. So yeah,
1: yeah. we uh, we auctioned uh, we openly auctioned uh one soul ring uh because yeah, it's two different decks. And so we have we also had two soul rings. And um the the soul ring that we auctioned out was sold for six thousand dollars, I think. Oh that's and amazing the guy that won that, that soul all. ring sorry no 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 no, no. it was not so surprised that think... price at all no indeed it was probably one of the highest uh, that we sold and the the guy that won it uh, dean he's a very uh, very uh, famous uh, misprint collector uh, he messaged us like okay so i won one of the soul rings there should be two soul rings so he was very bold <laughs> he, he was like yeah yeah, he knew. He's like, "Come on, I, I, there must be another one." So we told him, "Like, yeah, we have another one." He's like, "Okay, I want that one as well." <laughs> so we have one guy has both of the soul rings. He bought both of them.
0: Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, uh, he has a very, very cool, uh, cool deck with them. <laughs> I imagine over time that those will, you know, as the story of this continues to circulate and kind of cement itself, I think the Sol Ring will, I, this is just my hypothesis, but that'll end up becoming kind of the iconic card out of this. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was one of the the, the auctions with the most traffic as well, the most comments, the most people watching the, the, the auction. And, and yeah, a lot of people all bidding on it.
0: That is, that was an awesome awesome recap and a lot of honestly a lot of insight that you just provided there charlie that i you know i i don't know that it's even all that is you know completely been released anywhere so you know you're a lot of first time insight there i really appreciate that um i i have two other items i wanted to just run through and i think some of these are probably pretty good segues this next question i asked you was what motivates or excites you about being a speculator vendor i i gotta think one of the answers to this is just this this type of you know this misprinted commander deck the the fact that those type of stories exist in magic you know and, and you yeah. you were a part of that pretty amazing that was something i also uh thanked Emil
1: for uh because the, the guy that opened the deck uh, i thanked him for the opportunity because uh it, selling selling and auctioning such a product uh, really uh, leaves a, a a mark in the community because um, due to the misprint deck uh, i got a lot of people asking me for uh, to sell their misprinted stuff or uh, show uh, uh, like my insight on what they have in hand uh, i have like a, for example um, um, a french vendor uh, a couple of days contacted me because he had a uh, misprinted Azorius Guild Kit, like a mis- misaligned Azorius Guild Kit, and yeah. uh, he's shipping it to me uh, to so I can sell it, sell it for him. Because he's like, I, I have no like no clue how to do this. He's like, <laughs> you can have it. We'll set it up a percentage and let's let's do this. And that's the, the I, that's the the fun stuff. Like I also do some stuff with uh, signed cards, like uh, all a bit of the the novelty and the strange things uh regarding magic uh sure I'll, i also have like a a, a buckload of pioneer staples uh, behind me but
0: like the, the 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 funky stuff i i really love yeah it seems like that becoming your that's quickly become this is like cemented you as that that is like your niche you know yeah and yeah, your, yeah. your your specific thing that you really are uh becoming like the 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 industry or you know magic community expert on
1: yeah, it's it's sort of the the that's a bit of the the competitive, maybe thing that that always drives me. Uh, if I wanna, if I do something, I want to be be the 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 best in doing
0: specifically that. You know, that's awesome. Yep, I can relate. I I feel I feel that way all the time, and and definitely yeah. relate to that. It's funny too. You mentioned signed, uh, you know, signatures and things like that, artist signatures. Yeah, um, I actually I have a a friend here. Uh, who is working on selling a lot of his collection. He's a legacy player. He's going to keep, you know, pieces so that he can still play, but he's got a huge collection. He just came over like, this past weekend, and we were talking about, you know, the approach to selling the collection and buy lists and TCG yeah. player and so on and so forth and all the different outlets. And one of the things he has in his collection is a beta Source of plowshares, which is signed by the by the uh, the oh, artist, and cool. it, you know it's a it's a pretty played, it's probably like moderately played, but it it is a very unique card. It's a, it's one of those ones that I googled uh, signed plowshares, signed source of plowshares, and on, on or not eBay, uh, not Google eBay. It can't yeah, really but, find many. You know, there's not uh, a lot of not a lot of uh, listings to go it's off. Tough. of. It's tough with with signed cards. It's.
1: Uh... Uh, I think the the industry standard is is Abu. Uh, they they keep uh, a lot of inventory on signed cards. They also uh, you can also buy list them to them. Um, but it's it's for a lot of the the very playable cards like the uh, sorts of Plowshares, brainstorms and stuff. It's it's hard to put a number on it because it's the people actually play with the cards and right. that that really helps the the value uh it also helps if the artist isn't living anymore uh, Yeah, sadly sadly yeah but uh, it's 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 really really like it's really strange to to see what what a signature can do for a, a car because 99% of the people will uh, feel it's damaged but the right collector will pray Utmost premium for it uh,
0: if it's a, a very rare uh, signature. Exactly. Yeah. My, my friend Eric, he bought this card. It was listed as damage. And he was like, wow, that price, you know, with a signature, that's really cool. It's beta. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. you know, and he was telling me that story <laughs> and how he bought it at a price that. You know for like the average player it was marked down a ton because exactly what you said it's like well this thing's got ink on it i don't want that yeah,
1: it's horrible um,
0: damage <laughs> right exactly and you know and but source the plowshares again you know, we we're talking about Soul ring source the plowshares is another iconic very played heavily played card in edh sells well uh it's just it's been reprinted so many times that the card itself is not very valuable but this is a beta version of it so it has an inherent value just because of that, and then you throw the signature on there. and anyway, yeah, I might be, I might be messaging you about that one after we get off this castle. <laughs> yeah, bit. yeah no, no, do that. yeah, like
1: I have a, a good example on, on what uh, rare signatures can do with cards. Uh, I had a uh, got a, a signed collection in like uh, like last year, and it had a forte key uh in it and it's it's a card that's played in uh vintage I think yep. um yeah and the Henry Henry Higginbottom he hardly signs any cards so it's super super rare you can you can find like a handful online and the Folteic key it's it's a card it's it's like 50 cents. And I uh I posted the card on the signed group and got like four messages in the first minute, and someone, some guy, blindly offered me fifty euros or fifty dollars for the card. Um, for a for a card that's a literally like
0: a dollar, 50 cents. right? Like, 50 yeah, cents, yeah, I never
1: saw a full key with a signature on it. He's like, I'll 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 give you a number and you'll say if it's okay. And I was like, Yeah, it's it's a fifty cent card with a signature on it. You can have it for fifty dollars. And he was like so happy that he found it and i was like yeah (laughs) okay man it's it's just a signature and he was like yeah but it's it's super rare he was looking for it like years and years so it's that's it's just finding the right
0: right customer with with the the rare stuff and exactly uh, think about how you know from your perspective it's like you posted that and within a few minutes you've got this collector who's that yeah excited about it it's amazing this is where i was kind of blown away i'm gonna take us back for a second you you mentioned the facebook group the misprint facebook group, yeah and i i really had very little to no experience whatsoever with misprints i i've handled them i told you i've sold them by, mis- yeah. by mistake or you know sold them as damaged and just moved on um, and I had no idea how big the the uh, community is specific to Misprints. How much demand there is, especially when you hit some of these specific cards. So you're talking about like the Voltaic, Voltaic Key, yeah, Voltaic Key, uh, and how rare that signature is from that artist. And and I, I can't imagine how many cards are out there with Mis like with the prospect of a misprint, what that would do, you know, for the group and how many people are like, okay, I want a soul ring that's misprinted, or I don't know. I, I want a, ra- a random dragon that's misprinted. I'd probably fall into that just because, you know, knowing now what the misprints actually do, I love dragons. Yeah. And if, if there was like a Shivin dragon misprint, that, that might appeal to me, honestly. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Maybe a bit of shifted to shift the shifted text or whatever.
0: Right. It's, right. It's,
1: yeah. It's, 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 Really insane the stuff that you see uh, see posted in that group, and I think with the um, like our story with the 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 one in a million uh, misprinted deck, uh, I think we um, made a lot of people, and I think I hope we did, uh, made a lot of people aware of the value of potential misprinted cards, uh, because like a lot of people never saw the group or never heard about that yeah, they sort like oh yeah okay a, a crimped card like a card that's, that's in the, the crimped in a wrapper um people pay premium for it because they have entire decks with with crimps in it
0: the article. I mean, I can I can be the first person to say that your the article on Kotaku. I don't remember how I saw it. Whether I think maybe you actually might have. Yeah, re- probably spammed it somewhere. <laughs> I think you like retweeted it or something, or maybe yeah. you posted it in one of the discords that were you know part that we both are in, and I saw it and I I pretty much read it immediately, and I was totally blown away by just the whole story because I I didn't know. It, I learned so much out of it. Like, I didn't realize that misprints were one in that much of a demand, and two, just how rare these things really are. You know, you're calling it the one in a million type deck. Like, yeah. I imagine maybe that's even more than one in a million. It could be one in 10 million. Maybe yeah. this will never happen. Yeah. This could not, this could potentially never happen again. It's that rare. Indeed. Yeah. Um,
1: it, you it, know, it, and so something similar like this happened uh, 10 years ago with the Scorch, I think. Or s- Maybe I don't know what, what set it was. But that we had a problem with the cards being printed on the same side. So we had a front and a back on the same side, and they had a regular back. So people were uh, comparing our deck with that That's a uh, problem uh, that happened uh, like a de- decade ago. But uh, that was the, the first uh, reaction. It was like, ah, we saw this before. And then people were like, oh, but they are misprinted on both of the sides and it's the entire deck yeah the entire deck it's like two decks in one deck if they're like okay this is more insane than ever so the the because a lot of people were like yeah this is yeah we saw this before (laughs) but we haven't seen this before ever in magic so
0: amazing well, Charlie, we're right, we're right up here against time. I think this has been just a fantastic cast. I appreciate you coming on and, and really sharing this story.'ll we'll, we'll definitely get this edited and posted and you know circulated. Awesome. I, I think I want to share I want to get this shared to as many people as possible to get the you know get more awareness to misprints and and also to you, you know, to your now you know kind of founded expertise, this niche that you've carved out um so we'll get that posted we'll get that that edited uh i'm going to put the reference to the kotaku article in there and then also yeah we'll look at those those tabs that you were talking about earlier we'll get that referenced out for for listeners you can find charlie on twitter uh the the Twitter handle is it's his name charlie charbach that'll be in the cast uh meeting here kind of the notes at the end the notes that i'll post you'll be able to find him on twitter and Charlie, if you have any other contact info, you know you can share that with me. We'll get that included in the yeah, summary as awesome. well. Thanks for having me. I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I did too. I appreciate you coming on here. I learned a ton in this in this one hour time here. So I I'm sure we'll be carrying this conversation on beyond this cast. So thank you. Have a have a great night.